0: Our number 877 381 877 381 Lots to cover with you, my blessed, blessed audience. But before we jump in everywhere, Ohio. The great state of Ohio. Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Green. Did anybody know who these people were five or six years ago? Had you ever heard of Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates? How about J.D. Vance? You never heard of J.D. Vance, I mean, as an author and so forth, but, but as, as a conservative or nationalist or populist? No, you never heard of him. You never heard of Matt Gates, and you never heard of Ma- Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, while these three were nobodies and no names... Josh Mandel was the most conservative, most conservative treasurer in the modern history of the state of Ohio. A Tea Party candidate, a Tea Party activist, a constitutional conservative. Before you ever heard of these three people, these three clownish people, clownish because of the way they're running their campaign against Mandel. They're accusing him of being bought by China. When it's Vance. And his buddy Peter Thiel, the billionaire, is trying to buy the Senate seat. When it's, when it's him. Who has ties to China and the finances and so forth. Or he's a rhino. A rhino, really. Well, Mitch McConnell has always despised Josh Mandel. Not J.D. Vance, not Matt Gates, not Marjorie Taylor Greene, because they were unknowns. Nobody knew who they were. Suddenly, now they're going to define us, all of us, by throwing around bumper sticker headlines, and in some cases, making complete asses of themselves. Now, you know who's not on the ballot tomorrow? Somebody I have the greatest admiration for: Donald Trump. He's not on the ballot tomorrow. This isn't a referendum on Donald Trump. The media want it to be because they like to hype everything. But it's not a referendum on Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not up for a vote tomorrow. J.D. Fance wants it to be a referendum on Donald Trump. He wants you to think that he is the Donald Trump of this election. But as a rational matter, even as an objective matter, he's never demonstrated any of that. Talk is cheap. He's never demonstrated any of it. So I just want to point this out. I've endorsed Josh Mandel now since last summer. And I endorsed him the last time he ran as a Tea Party candidate. The establishment always tries to defeat him. So just because some of these guys tweet something out or they go campaign or they think they're, they're all powerful and all the rest of it, ignore all of them. Ignore all of these surrogates. And ask yourselves a simple question in Ohio and around the country with all these candidates who come forward. What exactly is J.D. Vance's record? He has absolutely no record. None. Zero. He's a blank slate. The only thing he's ever done is trash President Trump, trash you, Trump supporters, trash conservatives. That is in his record. But in terms of actual activism or, or anything... I've looked. There's nothing. There's absolutely zero. Which is why he wants you to think that Donald Trump is on the ballot in Ohio. But Donald Trump is not on the ballot. Donald Trump gave his opinion. Of who he thinks can win the general. Against another phony. Like Vance, who pretends to be a moderate. This guy, Tim Ryan, who votes down the line with the left. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, when you take a chance on people like J.D. Vance and they turn out to be bad, you can't get them out. You can't defeat them. Because then they get enough Democrats and enough rhinos to vote for them, you can't defeat them. So I want you to encourage you to use your own noggin, look with your own eyes, listen with your own ears. You've got millions of dollars in ads being run by Peter Thiel and his pack, among others, for J.D. Vance attacking, attacking Josh, attacking him, and then pretending to tell you who J.D. Vance is. But you don't know who J.D. Vance is. It's not possible to know who J.D. Vance is because J.D. Vance doesn't really want you to know who he is. And I noticed the the poison and the vile attacks, the poisonous and vile attacks on Josh Mandel by those who support J.D. Vance, some people who purport to be conservatives. What's that all about? Because they can't support his record either. Senator Hawley, who I like enormously, he can't support J.D. Vance's record. My brother, Charlie Kirk, he doesn't know anything about J.D. Vance's record. He knows he wants him, And I can go down the list, and I love these people. I really do. But they don't know about his record either. Because there is no record. Certainly no conservative record. How do you vote for the never-Trumper in 2016? Then four years later, you're a right-winger, conservative, nationalist, populist. There's also a battle in the Republican Party going on now between this loud voice, the Buchananites, I call them, The Buchananites versus the Reaganites. It's been my argument all along that Donald Trump is much closer to Ronald Reagan than he is to Pat Buchanan. But unfortunately, some people don't see it that way. And so they run around saying America first, while they'd have Russia take over Europe. While they'd have Iran taking over the Middle East. Well, they'd have China taking over Taiwan, and by taking over Taiwan, threatening all the other countries there. Australia, New Zealand, Japan, South Korea, the Philippines. Wow! And once these genocidal dictators get control of these various geographic areas, there's no getting them back. You think the economy is bad now, and it's horrific. Wait until all navigable channels are cut off, trade is cut off Panama Canal is cut off and most of the people who seem to think that liberty that private property rights national sovereignty are America first issues and they're right about that they are America first issues then why do they embrace the Bernie Sanders policy They have as much love for Moscow as Bernie Sanders does. They attack our own country as much as Bernie Sanders does. So, why this war on Josh Mandel, who's a combat veteran, the most conservative treasure in the modern history of Ohio, because he seeks the Republican nomination? Because they want to demonstrate to you that they have power. That's all. And they may. And the people of Ohio will decide their own race. Josh Mandel has not gotten nearly the amount of television time as J.D. Vance. Not even close. Not even close. I will bring him back on this show in the third hour on the eve of the in-person election voting that goes on tomorrow in the great state of Ohio. You have a choice in Ohio in terms of Mandel and Vance. Mandel is somebody you know, sincere, integrity, a Reaganite, and MAGA. Or J.D. Vance. Who you don't know, who came back to his home in Ohio, having spent a long time in San Francisco, making millions, which he's free to do with his buddy Peter Thiel, who's trying to buy him the Senate seat. That doesn't sound like MAGA country to me. I'm just saying my opinion. We can disagree on opinions. And this is not, I repeat, a referendum on Donald Trump, regardless of how many news organizations want it to be. It is not. And Donald Trump is not on your ballot tomorrow, Ohio. Whoever wins the Republican nomination and potentially wins that Senate seat will be in the United States Senate voting. Not Donald Trump. Not me. Not Ted Cruz. It'll be. One of these individuals or somebody else. You don't need to listen to Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Green. Honest to God, five years ago, I don't know who the hell these people are. Why do I care what they are? Have they done something profound that I missed, Mr. Producer? Have they done something incredible that I've missed? They win two Republican districts. Wow, big deal. Big deal. They're not iconic figures to me. In fact, that's when I looked at this photo this morning of Matt Gates, Marjorie Green, and JD Vance walking down the street like they're like they're God's gift, I thought to mess up between the three of them. What the hell have they done? Not a damn thing. Not for parents. Not for the border. Not for the Second Amendment. Not against abortion. Not against immigration. They're media figures. You love them or you hate them. But that's what they are. They're media figures. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This race in Ohio is not a referendum on Donald Trump or Ted Cruz or me or anybody else. I'm just telling you who I think the most solid person is after decades of duking it out with these rhinos and these other frauds. And I can tell you, as a matter of fact, that um, it was a fairly close call for President Trump. That's why he waited till April 15th. It wasn't a close call. He would, have he would have endorsed him a long time ago, Vance. So this isn't a referendum on this wing or that wing or anything else. I just encourage the people of Ohio, don't regret your vote. Think for yourselves. And don't allow all these advertisements to affect you either. You know who the conservative is. You know who the constitutionalist is. You know who the Reaganite and the Trump guy is. You know who voted for Trump in 2016. You know who was making a fortune in San Francisco. And you know who's trying to buy a Senate seat. I want to talk about another matter quickly. Then we'll get into some other matters. The New York Times. The New York Times ran 20,000 words on Tucker Carlson with multiple reporters. 20,000 words is half of a short book, including on the front page with photos. Why would the New York Times do that? Because they hope they can completely destroy Tucker Carlson, his character and his reputation. These articles were so long, I couldn't finish them. But what I did read was so outrageous. So outrageous what they said, how they twisted, how they cherry picked, how they weaved. And Tucker and I don't always agree with each other. I think you know that by now. But so what? What's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And they talk about him as a white supremacist. I want to remind you all when we return. I want to remind you all of something the New York Times will never remind you all about. Michael Goodwin wrote two fantastic pieces some time ago, columnists for the New York Post. Which he demonstrated how owners of the New York Times were part of the Confederacy and actually owned slaves. I don't think Tucker Carlson's ever owned a slave, has he, Mr. Producer? No, I don't think so. And there's more that I don't have time to cover. How the New York Times supported Stalin with its correspondent in Moscow that we've talked about and I've written about at length. How the New York Times man in Berlin was sympathetic to Hitler in the Third Reich, which I've talked about at great length. How the New York Times propped up Castro So, in other words, the New York Times was on the wrong side of massive genocide in the last century. Not once, not twice, but three times. Tucker Carlson was never. I'll be right back. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. This is the show the New York Times is afraid of. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. I heard my buddy Greg Gutfeld today. And by the way, what a great guy. His show is unbelievable. I heard him say that, This effort by the government, particularly the Democrats and the rest of the media, to control the narrative really began with their war on Fox. It actually really began with their war on conservative talk radio. And that has been a war that has been going on for decades, literally decades. And obviously I have a show on Fox too. And the people on Fox, the hosts on Fox, the guests on Fox should be very thankful that the ownership at Fox, Mr. Murdoch, Lachlan Murdoch, and the CEO at Fox, Suzanne Scott, stands behind their hosts. Stands behind their hosts. When it comes to radio, it just depends. So far, I've, I've been in good shape, but some others haven't. So conservative talk radio is always the, the sparrow, if you will, in the mineshaft, because that's the point of the spear. The reach of conservative talk radio exceeds Fox and the other conservative cable channels by an enormous number. A good night. On the highest rated Fox show, and I'm I'm just being uh, a good night is maybe three and a half, four million. Four million is big, big, big. There are exceptions with news or if Trump comes on for an interview and so forth. In talk radio for a major national show like mine. That's not a big night. It's not nearly a big night. And so conservative talk radio has always been the target. Fox, of course, is the target. Because the New York Times and the other leftists, the other Marxists, the other corrupt media, they don't like any competition of ideas. They want complete conformity. That's the nature of the beast. So here's the New York Times. They have multiple reporters. They must have spent millions of dollars doing a really stupid hit on Carlson. And here's Michael Goodwin from some time ago. And he writes, in part, in addition to the many links between the family that owns the New York Times and the Civil War's Confederacy, new evidence shows that members of the extended family were slaveholders. He said last Sunday recounted that Bertha Levy Ox, the mother of Times Patriarch Adolph S. Ox, supported the South in slavery. She was caught smuggling medicine to Confederates in a baby carriage, and her brother Oscar joined the rebel army. I've since learned that according to a family history, Oscar Levy fought alongside two Mississippi cousins, meaning at least three members of Bertha's family fought for secession. Remember, not just secession, she supported slavery. Ox reportedly made contributions to rebel memorials, including $1,000, which was a lot at the time, to the enormous Stone Mountain Memorial in Georgia, That celebrates Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and Stonewall Jackson. He made the donation in 1924 so his mother, who died 16 years earlier, could be on the founder's roll, adding in a letter that Robert E. Lee was her idol. In the years before his death, in 1931, Ox's brother George was simultaneously an officer of the New York Times Company and a leader of the New York chapter of the Sons of Confederate Veterans. Why am I doing this? Because here they do a hit on Carlson. They do a hit on Fox. They've done hits on me and Hannity and everybody else. But I've never quite seen anything like I saw over the weekend. All that would be bad enough given that the same family still owns the times and allows it to become a leader in the movement to demonize America's founding. You know, like the 1619 Project. And rewrite history to put slavery at its core. As part of that revisionism, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln are suddenly beyond redemption. Their great deeds canceled by their flaws. But shouldn't such breathtaking and self-righteousness include the responsibility to lead by example? Shouldn't the New York Times first clean out the Confederates in its own closet? That was the question last week. It's now more urgent because of this new information. He said a week ago, and this is some time ago, I was aware of no evidence or claims that any members of Bertha's family owned slaves or participated in the slave trade. That statement is no longer accurate. I've found compelling evidence that the uncle Bertha Levy Ox, that her uncle lived with for several years in Natchez, Mississippi before the civil war owned at least five slaves. So Bertha Levy Ox, the mother of, of the man who founded the New York Times, lived with an uncle who owned five slaves. He was her father's brother, and his name was John Mayer because he dropped the surname Levy, according to a family tree compiled by the Oxelsberger clan some 70 years ago. Mayer was a store owner and prominent leader of the small Jewish community in Natchez, and during the war organized a home guard unit according to family letters and historians neither the 1860 census nor its separate slave schedule lists the names of Mayor's slaves they are identified as two males ages 70 and 26 and three females ages 65 45 and 23 that makes it likely that Mayer had slaves when his niece bertha lived with him for several years before she married julius ox in 1853 Mayer and his wife had 14 children and were affluent enough that it would have been unusual if they didn't own slaves, according to Robert Rosen, author of the Jewish Confederates. Bertha, who came from Germany as a teenager, again, the mother of Ox, who founded the New York Times. Bertha, who came from Germany as a teenager, might have been horrified by the experience of witnessing and being served by human chattel. Instead, she fully embraced the barbaric practice and became devoted to the peculiar institution, quote unquote. She was a charter member of a Daughters of the Confederacy chapter and requested that a Confederate flag be draped across her coffin, which it was. Separately, there's also compelling evidence that the brother of a Revolutionary War ancestor of the Sulzberger branch of the family was also involved in the slave trade. And they look at the documents, and they read in part, and he goes down the list. The discovery of these lurid histories gives me no pleasure, writes Goodman. The Ox Sulzberger family is a great American family that has served our nation in war and peace since its founding. Ox himself turned the struggling New York Times into the gold standard of journalism, and the paper under his heirs often took great risks to defend the First Amendment, writes Goodman i will forever be grateful to the lessons i learned during my 16 years there but it was a different paper then one where standards of fairness were enforced and reporters biases were left on the cutting room floor now the standards are on the cutting room floor with every story dominated by reporters opinion the result is a daily train wreck that bears little resemblance to the traditions of what used to be a great newspaper trusted because it was impartial even worse, the Times was moved beyond over-partisanship to declare itself the decider of all things relating to race. Its 1619 project insists that slavery was the key to the nation's founding and that the war for independence was primarily about perpetuating white supremacy. This narrative is deeply misguided, according to a long list of top historians. The paper's not deterred and has ramped up its demonization of any who disagree with that, or its reckless support for the Marxist-inspired Black Lives Matter agenda. Anyone with such an activist agenda had better be purer than Caesar's wife. The Times clearly fails that test and owes its staff, stockholders, and readers a full account of the slaveholders and confederates in its past. Yes. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? And yet the New York Times has considered the gold standard, ladies and gentlemen. And we have people who work there, Maggie Haberman and others, who are proud to be part of a corporation. That's what it is, a business, a corporation, whose founders are direct descendants of a slave-holding family, And whose family was supportive of the Confederacy. It's much worse than that. It's much worse than that. And. They want you to believe. And it took 20,000 words to write it. That Carlson. Is a racist and white supremacist. Again. He and I don't always agree. That's for sure. But he's not that either. You call somebody those sorts of things with the kind of nonsense that they wrote. As I say, I couldn't read all of it, but I read enough of it. It's really quite appalling. On top of what I just read to you, the New York Times has a long history of anti-Semitism, despite being owned by an ostensibly Jewish family. By the time... Of the 1930s and 40s, that Jewish family was embarrassed about the Jewish faith. And they wanted to be sort of a universalized newspaper, and they didn't want people to think of the ownership as Jewish. And it took great steps to try and conceal that information. By the way, it failed to cover the Holocaust. Holocaust. just as its affinity a decade earlier for the Russian Revolution. I've talked to you about the so-called progressives, the neo-Marxists, phony intellectuals of that time, how they were basically Marxists and Americanized Marxism. The New York Times was extremely sympathetic, which is why for so long it covered up for Stalin, and its correspondent Walter Duranty was on Stalin's payroll and did Stalin's bidding. They gave him a girlfriend, an automobile, the finest foods to eat, and he reciprocated with years of lies in the news pages of the New York Times. And executives at the New York Times in New York knew it, and had to know it. Because there were complaints brought to the top people at the New York Times by foreign news reporters, particularly the British, and other Western European countries. And the New York Times did absolutely nothing about it, except accept a Pulitzer Prize for him and them. New York Times is in no position, not now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, to be accusing people of racism, white supremacy, not because they're racists and white supremacists, but they're not because the New York Times disagrees with them. Any corporation that has had such a a horrific history, when it comes to civil liberties, genocide, censorship, should not even be in business. And it takes that attitude when it reports on Donald Trump and his supporters. Takes that attitude when it attacks hosts at Fox. Takes that attitude when it attacks hosts, as it has me, in conservative talk radio. Consider the source. What a damnable source. The New York Times. What a disgrace to the human race. All religions, all faiths, all people. I'll be right back
1: love in
0: Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective Reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For fifty years In Primus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hansen, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over six point two million American households and businesses receive in Primus absolutely free and I urge you to sign up for it today. At absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I know it's only Monday, but I'm already working on it. I've been working on this now since this weekend, on Life, Liberty, and Levin for this coming Sunday. There will be no guests, there will just be me. And I'm doing a great deal of research on this, and I think it'll be one of the most intriguing and compelling programs you've ever seen on cable TV. Not because of me, but because what I'm going to convey to you. So if you're not going to be able to watch it live on Sunday, I know it's a week away, at 8 p.m. Eastern, please go ahead and hit the record button on your DVR for 8 p.m. Eastern time next Sunday. And I think it'll be well worth it. No guests, just me. So I regret that Josh Mandel has not had the exposure on TV. That J.D. Vance has, and I only do one show a week, so I can't do a conga line of candidates, or that would be the end of the show. But I just want to mention that he will be on this program, on radio, in uh, a little over an hour, in the third hour. And I know that, as a matter of fact, um, he has some closing comments he wants to make. Very, very important. The New York Times, most of us don't read the New York Times, but the other news outlets read the New York Times. And uh, it is amazing how a media corporation that in my view has blood on its hands, actually has blood all over its corporate body, is held up as the standard. is held up as the standard how just ask yourselves how in the middle of the Holocaust does the New York Times fail to report on the Holocaust in any meaningful way nothing on the front page no headlines stuff stuck in the back with the automobile ads they didn't miss the greatest slaughter in human history they censored it All right, other issues and a lot more when I return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship,
1: Pure Talk. He's here. He's here.
0: We're speaking to tens of millions of you on terrestrial radio, tens of millions of you in the aggregate, satellite radio, podcast, streaming, apps. We're speaking to tens of millions of our fellow citizens. I have predicted here, unfortunately, sadly, that we are going to have brownouts and blackouts because of the strain that's going to be put on our electrical grid and our production of electricity, period. There can never be enough windmills or solar panels to make up the difference or create electricity. It's not going to happen. The technology is not yet there. And it doesn't happen because people pass laws or make demands. Those are called politicians who never get dirt under their fingernails. Or have sleepless nights trying to develop products and technologies. You can also see we're beginning to have shortages of other necessities that sustain us. Paper paper. Why would that be? Because the decisions of this administration that is aimed at the production of lumber and logging and clearing out dead wood out of forests and so forth. That also means the price of building homes will skyrocket. There's a lot of wood in your home. The war on fossil fuels means there will be food shortages. You need fossil fuel to manufacture fertilizer. Now the left and the nationalist populace want you to believe that's due to Putin, since we imported fertilizer. Now ladies and gentlemen, once again... If we turned loose our oil businesses, we'd have plenty of fertilizer, we'd have plenty of fuel. We are blessed as a people for the resources that are under our feet, thanks to God and nothing else, and to our capitalist system that has shown us how to get it and how to use it. Several hundred years worth. And yet we're on this economic suicide mission because of the left. That's the whole climate change movement. Remember what I told you, it's the degrowth movement. Farmers need tractors. Tractors need fuel. Crops need fertilizer. Fertilizers made in part from fuel. Trucks transport things. Trucks need fuel. Food needs to be wrapped in stuff, whether it's cellophane or whatever it is, foam, all made from fuel. You have less fuel, you have less food. It's that simple. You have less fuel, you have less clothing. You have less fuel, you have less housing. And to the extent you do have these things, the prices go through the roof. We are, if you will, manufacturing shortages now. Now, any farmer will tell you, and I'm no expert, but I know enough to know that when you plant crops, that doesn't mean you automatically have food. You have to tend to the crops. That takes time. If you grow crops now or soon, plant them, it'll be several months before you can harvest them. What I'm trying to say is the impact on f- with fuel prices and fertilizer shortages and prices now will be felt later in this year. And they will be significant. And they're going to blame big ag, like they do big meat and big oil. But it's the politicians who are the modern-day Robert barons. When you centralize the control of fuel, of health care, of food production, and all the rest, you get less of it. Less of it at a much higher price. You create poverty, not wealth. You create shortages, not productivity. And that's exactly what's happening now. It's exactly what's happening now. These central planners do not have the competence to be central planners. As a matter of fact, nobody has the competence to be central planner. I would tell our nationalist populist friends, as well as the Marxists. Central planning cannot work. When I watched the director of one of our federal... Diplomatic agencies talk about now's the time to transition away from fossil fuels. When I watch the Secretary of Transportation, who before this was a mayor of a small town, nothing more, nothing less, who tells us now's the time to transition. When I watch a man in the Oval Office, who doesn't know what time of day it is, To tell us now is the time to transition. When I watch John F. Kennedy, excuse me, John F. Kerry. And I watch him lecture us about climate change. A multimillionaire who flies private jets, uses yachts, and all the rest. These people don't have the foggiest idea what they're doing. They are driven by ideology and their radical base. I wrote all about this in Liberty and Tyranny. If it were left to the government to feed us, we would starve to death. Starved to death. I watched these phony moderate Democrats like this guy, Goshheimer, who represents a northern part of New Jersey outside of New York that used to be Republican. And I watched him on a Fox show this morning. The guy talks out of both sides of his mouth. He has no plans. He has no principles. He has no way to help his constituents, including my mother-in-law. None. He's a toady. He's useless. And yet he's running as a moderate. He's concerned about the border. What would he do? It's a man who votes for the leadership that exists in the House, Pelosi. And he'll vote for her to be speaker again, even when they're in the minority. He's got over 90 percent record, perhaps over 95 percent voting with Pelosi. And there he is in New Jersey, Bergen County, among other places, with the phony, corrupt media pretending to be a moderate. And he's not alone. We've got two of them in Virginia. You've got him in Michigan. You have him in Pennsylvania. Now's the time to defeat these people, ladies and gentlemen, defeat them. They provide cover to the radical Marxist agenda of the Democrat Party. Manchin, no different. I may be in the minority on this when it comes to a talk show hosts. I don't care. We need something better than somebody who plays footsie with the Democrats and footsies with the Republicans. I'm not interested in footsies. Leadership, statesmen. That's what we need. That's what we must have if we're going to get through this. And we're going to need to show the country and, in fact, the world just how serious we take this war on America before I even get to Russia or China or Iran or all the rest of it. The war from within. The Democrat Party hates this country. And yet more and more we live in the United States of the Democrat Party. They rule by executive order. They rule by bureaucratic fiat and regulation. If they can pass legislation, they'll rule by legislation. They rule by judicial fiat. The vast majority of the laws that pass in this country, the rules that are imposed on us, are not as a result of representative government. Are not as a result of representative government. It's the result of a growing tyranny. Now, before I take the break, Ministry of Truth. Ministry of Truth. How fascistic of them. Okay. You want a ministry of truth? I'll make a proclamation right now, America, Mr. Producer. This is the ministry of truth. This is the ministry of truth. I don't impose my will on anybody. I have no lawmaking power. I can't penalize, fine anybody. But they want a ministry of truth. We got one. Right here. I'll be right back. Mart, love Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N, Podcast L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Podcast. Pure talk is simply smarter wireless. This is the Ministry of Truth. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877 381 3811. I can't wait for the backbenchers tomorrow, but here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The Ministry of Truth. We have a breaking story from the Daily Mail. Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin met with Hunter Biden in Moscow over a potential investment deal before meeting twice more in New York and D.C. and is now sanctioned by the U.K. but not the United States. You got all that? Emails obtained by DailyMail.com reveal Hunter Biden had courted Vladimir Uvichkov. Say that 10 times fast. A Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin. The billionaire owns a company which has reportedly supplied Putin's forces with drones used for deadly bombings in Ukraine. He was sanctioned by the U.K. and Australia this month, but he remains unsanctioned by the Biden administration. The president's son and his now jailed business partner, Devin Archer, sought an investment from the billionaire in Rosemont Realty in 2012 and 2013. You've heard that company come up multiple times. In this scandal, emails from his abandoned laptop show Hunter booked a trip to Moscow for dinner with the oligarch at his company, Systema's headquarters, in February 2012. So, uh, Biden was vice president at the time. A Systema uh, itinerary, translated from Russian, also showed a March 14, 2012, breakfast with Hunter Biden at the Ritz-Carlton in New York. The following day, the Russian oligarch had another breakfast with Rosemont Realty, quote-unquote, at the city's Ritz-Carlton on March 15, according to the itinerary. Wow. Rosemont Realty was founded in 2008 by Hunter's Yale classmate, Devin Archer, and former Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines. Hunter joined the firm's advisory board in 2010, was a part owner, earning him hundreds of thousands. Emails showed that in 2011, again, his father was vice president. His now jailed business partner, Archer, was traveling to Russia, staying in luxury hotels and dining on bear meat, laying the foundations for future real estate deals that he believed could be lucrative to the firm. In November that year, Archer wrote to an associate, Moscow is going great. It does look like I will be back quite a bit based on our initial response to the real estate fund pitch. Three months later, Hunter got involved scheduling a trip to the Russian capital for a dinner with a Russian oligarch at the headquarters of his company in Systema on February 16, 2012, according to emails and calendar entries in his laptop. Let's stop here. The New York Times must have put five reporters Five, on Tucker Carlson and came up with crap they have stopped completely reporting on Hunter Biden on the laptop I told you at the time when they showed a little bit ankle, they're frauds, phonies and fakes documents published this week by journalist Vicki Ward on her blog suggest the Russian billionaire then took a trip to the US for meetings with Hunter and his Rosemont Realty business partners A Systema itinerary, that's the firm that the Russian oligarch owned, translated from Russian, which Ward reported was leaked to her from a source close to the oligarch's company, lists a March 14, 2012 breakfast with Hunter Biden at the Ritz-Carlton in New York. And it goes on in exquisite detail. The Democrat Party is not going to hold any hearings. Wow. Whether in the Senate or the House. The Democrat Party has no intention of holding any hearings. What do you make of that, ladies and gentlemen? What do you make of that? They're corrupt. That's what I make of it. Corrupt. Where's the special counsel? Well, some of the Republicans out of the Bush administration don't think we need a special counsel. The Democrats, those words don't cross their lips. Only with Trump did the words cross the lips. The Attorney General, a partisan hack, thinks they're handling everything just beautifully. And the media, of course, don't raise the temperature for a special counsel at all. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever time for a special counsel, this is it. They've got the goods on this family. I think they have the goods on this president. But nobody's investigating this president. The U.S. Attorney in Wilmington, Delaware, is not investigating this president. The Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. is not investigating this president. Nobody's investigating this president. Not the New York Slimes, not the Washington Compost, nobody. How can that be? When there's predicate after predicate after predicate after predicate. Linking Joe Biden to his son and vice versa. Selling his office. Selling his office. The big guy. 10%. Now I posted something today. Because a friend of mine who's a former special U.S. attorney. Sent me a note and he's exactly right. There is no debate. That Joe Biden helped to pay almost eight hundred thousand of Hunter Biden's debt, mostly legal debt. No debate whatsoever, right? No debate. Well, you're supposed to file the gift tax return because the IRS wants to know how much money you're giving to people because there's a cap. I think the cap is twelve million, whatever it is. Joe Biden, as far as I know, has not filed a gift tax return if he has he hasn't made it public you have a cfo of the trump organization in new york who's indicted on among other things giving gifts to his son and his grandchildren and not reporting it Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage 877 381 3811. We haven't forgot what's going on in Ukraine. I still keep hearing that uh, if we support Ukraine and we stand up to Russia, we're going to cause a war. Uh, Hello, there is a war. And if the war spills into a NATO country, that triggers our involvement much more directly than now. I do not understand these ostriches. I don't understand these ostriches. They don't even know what they're talking about. They don't understand it either. Which is why over 80% of the American people want us to do a lot to help the Ukrainians. And once again, nobody's talking about ground troops. Nobody's talking about an American no-fly zone. Those are scare tactics. Typically of the left, but now of the isolationist, I won't say right, nationalist populist, I don't know. It's a piece in the Hill by a gentleman named John O'Neill and somebody, also another writer, I'm sorry, Sarah Wine. And O'Neill has a great new book out, as a matter of fact, but it's Vladimir Putin, the Leiternoy Killer. The world is recently shocked by a series of inexplicable apparent so-called suicide deaths of Russian oligarchs, as well as the disappearance or illness of Russian defense personnel, following Russian President Vladimir Putin's so far on successful invasion of Ukraine. For example, following at least five prior suicides, Vladislav Aviev, an immensely wealthy banker and government official, was found dead in his Moscow apartment, gun in hand, alongside the bodies of his wife and young daughter, all shot to death. He was described by neighbors as a happy nerd. Within 24 hours, Sergei Pratasenya, a Russian natural gas oligarch, was found hanged in a Spanish villa. Nearby, his wife and young daughter were hacked and stabbed to death with an axe and a knife, both wiped of fingerprints. More evidence suggests these were murders at the direction of Vladimir Putin. In the same way that Stalin attached to Lenin, Putin climbed to power in Russia by attaching himself to famous figures like Boris Yeltsin. His first early memory was the mayor of St. Petersburg, Anatoly Sobchak, then perhaps Russia's strongest reformer and once a Putin backer. After Putin's selection as Russia's prime minister in 1999, Sobchak was asked to describe Putin. He answered, quote, "Putin is the new Stalin." Two days later, Putin's mentor, Sobchak, was dead and his two bodyguards were in critical condition from three simultaneous heart attacks, although none of the three had any history of coronary disease. The Putin era has been marked with many such poisonings and murders of other political opponents and writers. More than 20 sample suspicious deaths are collected in our new book, The Dancer and the Devil. In Stalinist Russia... They were called Laternoi killings and were secret, disguised liquidations, often staged as natural deaths and suicide. The Soviet's interior ministry, the NKVD, uh, defector Walter Krellakai, who killed many for Stalin and was himself murdered in a fake suicide, famously remarked that any fool could murder someone, but it takes a true artist to stage a natural death from disease or suicide. The secret CIA study for the Warren Commission, declassified and released only in 1993, concluded that there were many apparently natural stage deaths by the KGB in Western Europe, particularly of targeted Russian emigres. The Stalin period was filled with letter killings. Many later documented or confessed, often using the blow-weapon anthrax, excuse me, the bioweapon anthrax to simulate pneumonia or potassium to simulate Heart failure. Sometimes suicides were staged with compelled suicide notes to provide a patina of believability. The most prolific of the many deaths were accomplished in Paris in 1925-35 by a group of special assassins known as the Yasha Group. The Yasha Group. They posed as bakers, fishmongers, and small business owners, but dealt death row bioweapons Poisons and fake suicides to many of Stalin's enemies. In a 2017 speech to the Russian security services, Putin surprisingly listed the poisoners of the Yasha group as the greatest of all Russian agents. Putin claims his grandfather was Stalin's cook and taster. His father was an exterminator of human beings in Ukraine. You got that? Putin's father was an exterminator of human beings in Ukraine. Putin has often indicated great affinity for Stalin, converting the butcher of perhaps 20 million human beings to a misunderstood great man who made only minor mistakes in judgment because of bad subordinates. Sound familiar? Putin has already emulated Stalin in his invasion of Ukraine to quote-unquote liberate the country. In 1932 the 35, through his arrest of small farmers named Kulaks and his seizure of all grain stocks, Stalin caused the death of at least 6 million people. Ukrainians fighting today well remember this slaughter. In addition to returning to Stalin's killing fields in Ukraine, Vlad the Poisoner, as he sometimes secretly called in Russia, has returned to Stalin's pattern of letternoy killings in Moscow, Spain and elsewhere to stop opposition to his increasingly bloody and mad scheme in Ukraine the bloody prostanya murders much resembling stalin's murder of mayerhold the greatest of all modern russian directors and his wife conveys two messages to the outside world it preserves deniability to every oligarch wherever located it warns that to defy putin's mad schemes leads to horrible death and their family's murder very few of the few willing to die for the country are willing to have their small children murdered to stop putin Steeped in Stalin mythology, Putin does seem to have missed Stalin's most important final lesson. While preparing for yet another bloody purge of his subordinates in 1953, perhaps preparatory to ultimately launching a nuclear war on the West, Stalin himself was poisoned in a letter killing by his underling, Laverniti Beria. Beria. Those of you who know a little bit of Russian history have heard of Beria. Beria likely used the appropriate blood thinner poison, warfarin, now widely used as rat poison. Before his own later downfall and execution, Beria confided to Molotov and Nikita Khrushchev. And at his trial, that he had saved their lives by first killing Stalin. As Putin deals, as Putin deals death to Russian opponents of his mad Ukrainian invasion... And then to many thousands of men, women, and children in Ukraine, Putin will be wise to consider the symmetrical justice of Stalin's own death. The book is *The Dancer and the Devil* by Regnery, and it's about the murders and by war by Stalin, Putin, and Xi. Sounds like a fascinating book. That's Putin, who's been romanticized. By the pacifist, isolationist, republicans, media, and democrats. Have you heard many criticisms from Bernie Sanders against Putin, Mr. Producer? If they're out there, they're not being reported. How about the, the Stooges, AOC, and her, and her crowd? No, you don't hear much about it, do you? And the Putin wing, the Putinoids with their hemorrhoids, the Putinoids in the media, they'll never tell you about Putin the assassin. They're either not going to report the genocide that's going on in Ukraine, or they'll take a few stories on it, but they won't emphasize them. Because that's where you have to go to defend this, or to pretend it's not existing. That's not a Reagan foreign policy. That's not a Trump foreign policy. That is insanity. So no, we're not going to drag ourselves into a war with Russia. Certainly not with Biden. But Russia's already a war with the West. And it's about time these people stop smoking stuff and start waking up to what's actually taking place in the world. You want to avoid young men and women going to war? then you need to stop this madman in Ukraine. You're going to wait till he attacks Poland, Romania, Slovakia, the Balkan states. I mean, that's insanity. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, Levin Podcast, L E V I N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. The secretary of DHS on Fox News Sunday with Brett Baer. So how many illegal aliens have been released into our country under Biden? Cut to go. The DHS has
1: directly released at least 836,000 aliens into the United States since January 21st. Then you add the 207,000 unaccompanied alien
0: children, UACs. And then your Border Patrol estimates somewhere from two hundred to 400,000 gotaways. In other words, encounters that uh, are not evade apprehension.
1: So And, that and be- gotaways have been a challenge. From the beginning. Yeah, From the beginning. So. But th- that matches your numbers roughly? I believe so. So that's all without Title 42 in place i mean with title 42 in with place, title 42 when it's removed you're
0: going to see more numbers right? we very well could and- very well could that adds up to 1.6 million illegal aliens released into the united states since biden's been president 1.6 million according to official figures hello 1.6 million That's, I'm sneezing to the truth. And then he just blows it off. Well, if you remove Title 42, which is the the virus exception, that is, because of the pandemic, we can uh, catch and then release you, not into the United States, but back to the country, back over the border, I should say. He says, you remove that, you can see more number, uh, Very well could. And the number they estimate is 18,000 illegal aliens a day and they won't be called illegal aliens because they're going to process them so they won't be considered illegal aliens what they're doing is trying to figure out how to process process them as quickly as possible to get them through and into the United States and release them I have a question where are the 1.6 million illegal aliens today where are they Where do they live? How do they live? How do they make money? Are they on government programs? Are they overwhelming our school systems? And by the way, most public schools like to be overwhelmed. It gives them more reason to hire more teachers, build more buildings. You know, they love empire buildings, like the colleges and universities that follow. Nonetheless, where are the 1.6 million illegal aliens? Released into the United States. Not just the illegal aliens, all the aliens. 1.6 million. Now I want you to think about this. That's before they take this, this Title 42 away, which they're planning on. But the Attorney General of Arizona, as well as the Attorneys General of Louisiana and Missouri, have a temporary restraining order in place, thanks to those three men. But if they lift this, ladies and gentlemen, the Biden presidency for four years. You notice how they keep saying we have 11 million illegal aliens in this country. They've been saying that for 30 years, folks. We have 20, 25, 30 million. It's got to be enormous. You can see it in my community. You can see it in most communities. People lined up at the 7-Eleven up east at the Wawa and so forth in line to get jobs. Illegal aliens. But a lot of them are not in line to get jobs. And this is why you're seeing more and more of this, and I think the other, the racism pushed by the Democrats, the the indoctrination of kids in elementary and middle school. Ladies and gentlemen, the US Constitution authorizes two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver. But our government abandoned gold and silver over 50 years ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have skyrocketed over the last year, and the growing political and economic uncertainty. Experts say precious metal prices are headed much higher in the months and years ahead. So to help protect my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer. Silver walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50 by calling now 800-630-1492 800 800- Six three zero fourteen ninety two silver walking Liberty half dollars for just twelve dollars and fifty cents each, delivered while supplies last. Eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two. Eight hundred six three
1: zero fourteen ninety two. Eight hundred six three zero fourteen ninety two. He's He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello,
0: America. Mark Levin here. Our number, and we will get to calls later, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Josh Mandel is running for the nomination of the Republican Party for the United States Senate in Ohio. He's a longtime constitutional conservative. He's a proven constitutional conservative. He's taken on the Republican establishment in Ohio, as well as in Washington, because Mitch McConnell opposes him strongly and always has. And uh, he comes under withering attack from the left, from the media, And from certain surrogates of uh, J.D. Vance, Uh, J.D. Vance being really a newcomer, um, very newcomer, spent a lot of time in San Francisco, basically was making millions with Peter Thiel. And I'm not I don't object to that. Uh, And uh, all of a sudden is carrying the flag of conservatism. And I have to ask you, Josh Mandel, at the 11th hour here, what is it that you want to tell Americans including Ohioans, about why they should support you, if they haven't voted yet, why they should vote for you?
1: If you'd like a reinforcement for Ted Cruz, constitutional conservative, reinforcement for Mike Lee, constitutional conservative, reinforcement for Jim Jordan, constitutional conservative, then I'm your guy. As uh, Mark said, we need fighters in the U.S. Senate, Uh, Not folks who are going to take a knee or lay down for Republican leadership. Definitely not folks who are going to take a knee or lay down for the radical left, Schumer, Pelosi, Biden. Uh, And also folks who don't want to be liked by the media, then you should elect me, Josh Mandel, to the U.S. Senate. I'm not going to Washington to make friends. I'm not going to Washington to get invited to the cocktail parties. I'm not going to Washington to be liked by the Republican leaders or the Democrats. I'm going there to stand up for the Constitution. I'm going there to stand up for our liberty, for our freedoms given from God. And uh, if you like all of that and you believe in constitutional conservatism and you want fighters there with backbone and steel spine, I'm your guy. And listen, if even if you don't live in Ohio, wherever you're listening, I'm sure you might have family or friends here in the Buckeye State. Shoot them a text. Shoot them an email. Give them a call tonight. Uh, tell him you hear, heard me on the on the great one on the Mark Levin show and ask him to vote for me tomorrow. Josh Mandel.
0: Josh Mandel, did you ever think you'd be in the position where you'd be running so hard against a guy like J.D. Vance, who barely stepped his foot into Ohio and has absolutely I can't find a record of anything conservative in this guy's background, period.
1: Well, one of those reasons, Mark, is that he's not even a registered Republican i mean even today yeah even today the night before the election he's not a registered republican um you know this guy's a fraud i think he's a uh, silicon valley sleeper cell sort of like uh let's
0: Uh, understand he's not registered a republican you sure of that i am 100 percent sure but he's seeking the republican nomination
1: that is correct listen when this guy loses tomorrow he's going to be back in silicon valley so quick your head will spin. Um, you know, he, he doesn't – this guy's not an Ohioan. Um, you know, he uh, he is most comfortable walking the streets of Palo Alto and San Francisco. And, again, I think he's a, a big tech sleeper cell. And, you know, here in Ohio, he's talking about being America first. He's talking about being conservative. But I guarantee you when uh, when he wins the nomination, he's going to leave behind the conservative movement, leave behind the America first movement. You mean movement. if, if he, he wins it? Yeah, if he wins it. I mean, he'll be palling around so quickly with Mitt Romney and the others in Washington. And listen, we're going to beat this guy tomorrow. We're going to win the nomination, tomorrow, Mark. And uh, I'm going to be the nominee here in Ohio. And uh, we're going to go beat Tim Ryan in November and uh, go stand up for the Constitution and our liberty in Washington.
0: But the nastiness is what I'm talking about. The attacks on you and your kids and your family, the attacks on your service. The claims that you're the rhino candidate and uh, you've got connections to China. Did you ever think you'd hear such idiocy in your life?
1: It's total idiocy. I mean, what it is is projection. It's what the Democrats do. When the Democrats are guilty of something, they attack you for that very thing they're guilty of. It's the same thing with this J.D. Vance guy. You know Everything he's guilty of being uh, a rhino. He voted for Hillary Clinton against President Trump in 2016. I don't even think he voted for Trump in 2020 in the reelect. Um, everything he's guilty of, not even being a Republican, let alone a conservative, that tries to attack me for, but it's all baloney. Listen, if the election were held today, Mark, in uh, Hollywood, Wall Street, or D.C., I think J.D. Vance would have run away with it. But the good thing is tomorrow's election is held in Ohio, and I'm confident I'm going to win it because the people of Ohio know I'm a proven fighter. They know how I took on John Kasich at every turn when he was acting like a Democrat, and they know I'll do the same thing to these rhino establishment Republicans and Republican Party bosses in Washington. You know, a lot of the uh, Republican leaders, when, they act, when they're asked about the Ohio Senate race, uh, their answer is anyone but Mandel. And uh, I wear that as a badge of honor. It means I'm hovering over the target, and they know I'm going to come in there to be reinforcements for Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, and others who believe in freedom.
0: Now, Jim Jordan endorsed you, is that correct?
1: Jim has been very good to me. He, he hasn't gotten involved officially in the race, but he's been very yeah. good to me. But Ted Cruz uh, has not only endorsed me, but he spent the right. Friday and Saturday with me barnstorming the state. You know, Mark, I've talked on your show about the fact that I'm running the campaign through churches. So uh, uh, Ted and I went to Victory Christian Church in Dayton, we went to uh, Northwest Baptist Church in Toledo, uh, High Street Baptist Church in Columbus. And then Solid Rock Church in Cincinnati. Had huge crowds, and I'm so proud to have Senator Cruz in my corner. And actually, tonight on uh, the new Twitter, which is free after uh, Elon Musk's purchase of it, in about 45 minutes, we're doing what's called a Twitter Spaces, which is basically a free town hall meeting on Twitter. So, any of your listeners who've uh, rejoined Twitter like you have after the Elon Musk purchase, um, you can uh, join me and Senator Mike Lee for a town hall on Twitter. You can just go to my, uh, my Twitter handle, which is Josh Mandela, Ohio. And you can join up there at at nine o'clock Eastern tonight.
0: Did, uh, has Matt Gates ever sat down with you and talked to you about your philosophy?
1: (laughs) No, never done that. I I met him at, yeah, I met him at CPAC and, uh, you know, he was sort of nice buddy, buddy to my face, but you know, behind my back trashes me, but listen, uh, Hold on now. I'm, How about Marjorie
0: Taylor Green? she ever sit down same, with nice, you? And...
1: Nice to my face and then trash me behind my back, you know. But, you know, when they're in front of you, folks like that, they don't have the courage to say anything. It sort of reminds me of, like, the keyboard warriors online. You know, they're real courageous behind a keyboard, but then, you know, they run into you at an event or the grocery store, and they're all nicey-nicey.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, the polls seem to show a slight Lead for Vance. In other words, it's so close that anybody can win, you or him. And, and then the, the media seem to be pushing this guy, Dolan. What do you make of all of this?
1: Yeah, Dolan is he's a Romney. Um, he's like Romney 2.0, and obviously the media loves him. And then uh, Vance, it, frankly, would be very similar. Um, I mean, I think he'd be like another Romney total establishment rhino. I'm the only one in the race who would be going there to actually stand up to Republican Party bosses who are acting like Democrats. And you and I have talked about this over the years. You know, this is not a shirts versus skins game. It's not just Republican versus Democrat. What it is, is it's fighting for freedom and liberty over big government and government control. And I will go there to stand up for the Constitution, stand up for individual liberty, stand up for personal freedom. And if that means standing up against the Republican leaders, I will do just that.
0: Today and in the past, you've been backed by Tea Party organizations. You've been backed by gun rights organizations. You've been backed by outsider organizations. You've been the outsider fighting all the time when you were treasurer. You were the outsider fighting the entrenched uh, government in Ohio and so forth. I'm just asking you a straight question. Was J.D. Vance anywhere to be seen or heard?
1: Nowhere. I mean, literally, this guy's been camped out in Silicon Valley Years. His personal bread, his business bread, and his campaign bread is all buttered by Silicon Valley money. I mean, like I said earlier, I think he's a, a Silicon Valley sleeper cell, and uh, that's what he'll be in Washington as well. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the people here in Ohio see J.D. Vance as a total fraud, and that's why they're going to reject him at the ballot box tomorrow. And for any of your listeners that want to learn more about me, whether they're voters in Ohio or they're other parts of the country, the website's real easy. It's joshmandel.com. J-O-S-H-M-A-N-D-E-L.com. It's uh, not too late to pitch in. If you want to go on there and pitch in 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, we'll, lose it, we'll use it for get out the vote activities tonight and tomorrow. We've got a huge get out the vote operation through churches, and through pro-gun groups and through pro-life groups. As you mentioned, Mark, I am the only candidate in the race that's endorsed by the National Association of Gun Rights, which is a no-compromise, not-given-an-inch constitutional rights gun group. I'm also the only candidate in the race endorsed by the Right to Life Action coalition of Ohio, who are the pointy tip of the spear leaders in the right to life movement, uh, and as mentioned, been endorsed by Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, Senator Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming. These are all senators who were endorsed by Jim DeMint and the Senate Conservatives Fund, because they and I are all constitutional, pro-freedom, pro-liberty, fearless, unafraid of the Republican leadership leaders.
0: You would definitely grow the constitutional wing of the Republican Senate if you were elected. I look at Rand Paul endorsing a a businessman and which is a guy who doesn't even share his views, quite frankly, quite bizarre. I look at these others. But last time I checked, none of them are on the ballot. I know you keep mentioning our buddy Ted. He's not on the ballot. Donald Trump's not on the ballot. Mike Lee's not on the ballot. Um, Who else? Uh, Matt Gates isn't on the ballot. It's you and Vance and the others. And what I'm telling my audience, particularly people in Ohio, but all over the country, J.D. Vance is on that ballot, and you can't tell me one damn thing about him in terms of promoting liberty, constitutionalism, prior to this race, where he's talking and talking and giving lip. Not one thing in the state of Ohio can I think of. Honestly, can you think of anything?
1: Nada. I mean, like I said, this guy was uh, living in Silicon Valley up until recently. He's not even a registered Republican. I mean, I, I just think the guy's a fraud.
0: All right. And people should vote for you one more time. Why?
1: I'm the only candidate in this race who has a proven record as a constitutional conservative and a fighter. When John Kasich was trying to institute the Obamacare expansion in Ohio, I led the charge against it. When John Kasich was trying to institute Common Core in Ohio, the federalization of education, I said, wait a second, we want moms and dads setting the curriculum and being in control of our kids' education, not bureaucrats from Washington. And uh, and I, I had led on that. And, and it, you know, Common Core, as you know, Mark, and a lot of your listeners know, it set the table for a lot of the craziness we're seeing in the schools today with the transgenderism and the, all the uh, critical race theory and all that garbage. Uh, when Kasich was trying to stop the pro-life heartbeat bill, I led the charge against him to advance the pro-life heartbeat bill. When uh, Kasich was trying to increase taxes on citizens and businesses, I led the charge to block it. And when Kasich was trying to keep the state's finances in the dark, I said, nope, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to put the state of Ohio's checkbook online. I took every single penny that has been spent in state government, everything from two bucks for a pack of pencils to millions of dollars for road contracts. I put them online, created a website called OhioCheckbook.com. I said the taxpayers have a right to know how the tax money is being spent and I earned Ohio the number one ranking in America for fiscal transparency. We transferred the power mark from the politicians to the people. And it's one of the main reasons why the squishy establishment rhino politicians on the Republican side in Washington are trying to stop me because they don't want me showing up with a big spotlight shining sunlight on spending, shining sunlight on how, how, the, how they're making decisions in Washington, and shining sunlight how politicians on both sides of the aisle are stuffing money in their pockets. And when I show up in Washington to make decisions, I'm going to make the t- decisions with two documents in hand, with the Constitution in one hand and with the Bible in the other.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, that's Josh Mandel without all the commercials, all the tweets. All the lies about the man. I've known him a long time. Um, he's been on this program many, many times, and he's never changed. Never. Long before I ever heard of J.D. Vance, quite frankly. All right, Josh Mandel. Good luck to you, my friend. Tomorrow's D-Day.
1: We're going to win, and uh, thanks for having my back, Mark. Proud to have you in my corner.
0: All right. God bless to you, my friend. He's a very nice man, too. Very nice young guy. He'd be a great senator. wish I could vote for him. But look at me. Although I'm now in Florida, pretty much. I've got a few good votes right here, Mr. Producer, don't I? And you've got a good one coming up in New York. You do? All right. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer... People will do what they want. I just try and sort things out from a conservative point of view. I've been a conservative since I was 13 years old. Some people have been conservatives for 13 minutes. I mean, it's uh, it's a strange thing. It's a strange thing, but I don't know. What did you want me to do, Mister Producer? Nothing. Okay, we have. Uh, Peter Ducey with Jen Psaki at the White House briefing today. He raises a particularly pertinent point on this issue that on immigration. You heard Alejandro Marcos. He said that uh, we have, yes, 1.6 million aliens who came into the country last year. That is unsustainable. And I keep asking, where are they? Where do they live? That's a lot of people. Ducey, the deuce with Psaki. Cut one go.
1: The DHS secretary is now talking about people on the terrorist watch list crossing the border into the U.S. And he says, we know where those 42 are. Why isn't he saying we know where those 42 are? They're in jail. Well, Peter, I would really point you to the Department of Homeland Security to get more follow up details on his comments. So
0: the, you- let me get this straight. The idiot who speaks for the other idiot uh, wants him to go to the Department of Homeland Security, which is not his area of coverage, by the way to find out if these people are in prison now let me ask you folks a question if you're president of the united states don't you want to know the status of terrorists who've crossed the border you have to go to the bureaucrats at the department of homeland security don't you want to know the status if you're the president of the united states where are these 42 terrorists or people on the terrorist watch list think about that go ahead
1: at a range of hearings and obviously on a range of Sunday shows yesterday, including on Fox, I believe. So then what is the president's priority? Would it be stopping potential terrorist attacks or letting these migrants come in? Well, again, I think as we noted just a couple of weeks ago when there was reporting about uh, the number of individuals who were on the watch list being stopped at the border, that that was the border patrol doing their jobs. Uh, that was the system working and certainly part of the role of the Home- Department of oh, Homeland Security. I
0: see. I see. So the police stopping a murder over here but not 10 over there, because their hands are tied and the judges are letting them out through the back door. That's a demonstration of our law enforcement system working. So they sabotage the system, then they claim it's working.
1: Go. Our country safe, keep the American people safe, and I think that's an indication of Secretary Mayorkas' work to do exactly that. But if, So if it takes 19 people to carry out the September 11th There you the
0: tax, go, so baby. I've been waiting for somebody to repeat that, Mr. Producer took 19 people to slam us on 9-11. And they don't know or they won't tell us if these 42 are in prison. That tells you they're not. Be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you a question. Did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky? That's right. Banks are now required to spy on us for the government. And they report any behavior they think is suspicious. It's true. And I was shocked when I read The Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now this War on Cash is growing daily and also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret World Cash-Free to my listeners by calling now, 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. This is the Ministry of Truth. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Ministry of Truth right here, baby. The Last Refuge at Reagan.com. You're not going to believe this. Mr. Producer, you haven't seen this either. Beyond a slush fund, Biden's $33 billion Ukraine package, which we all thought was to help defend Ukraine, includes $8.8 billion. $8.8 $8.8 billion to establish State Department Global Disinformation Bureau and International Civil Asset Forfeiture. There's more. The details of the Joe Biden $33 billion supplemental budget allocation have been released. The spending request outlines a massive amount of money for various ideological foreign policy initiatives under the guise of Ukraine relief. It isn't. The proposal outlines a kickback and bribery scheme. Some of the spending includes an allocation of funds to the State Department, including funds to USAID to, quote, provide $8.8 billion to the Department of State for economic support and assistance to the people of Ukraine and other affected countries, including direct budgetary support as well as support for food security, democracy, anti-corruption, and so forth. The request specifically authorizes the transfer of these funds globally outside of Ukraine. Apparently, the State Department is going to set up an international version of the DHS Disinformation Governance Board. But wait, it gets worse. U.S. taxpayers are also going to subsidize farming in Europe and fund the climate change initiatives by paying for the development of alternative energy sources. Quote, This would include half a billion dollars support for small and medium sized agro businesses during the fall harvest and for natural gas purchases by the Ukrainian state energy company. Mechanisms to legalize defense contractor kickbacks, quote, this request would authorize Ukraine to utilize foreign military financing program funds appropriated in this act and prior acts to the Department of State to contract directly with U.S. companies to procure defense-related materials. That doesn't bother me. Mechanisms to spread the money all over government institutions without prior approval. That bothers me. This request will provide the authority to reprogram funds appropriated in this act and prior acts. The last segment is a massive change in the U.S. government power to seize Russian private property and assets and so forth. My takeaway from this is... They're pushing their left-wing agenda with climate change, subsidizing foreign farmers, and that sort of thing. There should be a straight military support for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians in Ukraine, period. Without all the rest of the crap. But the Democrats can't control themselves. They cannot control themselves. And you watch the support they're going to get from the Romneys and the other... The other crackpots and buffoons out there. You watch. As strongly as I support Ukraine, unless they peeled this stuff out, I wouldn't vote for this. And I feel strongly that Ukraine needs more armaments, heavy-duty armaments, and that they should defeat the Russians. Because if they don't, I think there's a greater chance of nuclear war. How do you like that? Then Putin, Xi the Islamo-Nazis in Tehran, the inbred in North Korea, they'll all think that they can get away with stuff. That's what the geniuses in the uh, the putinoids with their hemorrhoids don't get in this country. Did you hear reports that our tax dollars, about 30000 a month, are going toward protecting Hunter Biden with the Secret Service? Instead of putting him in a regular house in town, he's living it up on our dime in Malibu. Remember this, while you just paid your taxes, those of us who do, this is the same Hunter Biden, the corrupt media, and the big tech oligarchs went out of their way to protect and cover up for, possibly affecting, and I think definitely affecting, the 2020 presidential election. Can't trust media or big tech, period. All right, Mr. Producer, do we have any calls that I should take not now. Why, they're all friendlies. How about some enemies? How about some irregular Americans? Why don't you call? Our number is 877 381 We'll leave a couple lines open for you, Mr. Calls Greener. Tell me where I'm wrong. Actually, I'm not wrong. Chuck Todd. Very upset that January 6th is not going to be a big issue in the campaign. He's done everything he can to promote it. He, being a Democrat, his wife, being a Democrat consultant. Chuck is a fraud and a phony and a fool. He should not be a journalist, nor should he keep going to that barber of his. But he's on there with Representative Carlos Curbelo, former Representative Carlos Curbelo, uh, and they seem to be in agreement. And he's on there with Eugene Scott, the Washington Compost national political reporter. Boy, what a lineup that is. No wonder they have no ratings. I say this not to brag, but my Sunday night ratings are almost as big as this guy's ratings. Sometimes they're bigger. Isn't that man? He's on network TV. I'm on cable TV. You know what else I noticed, Mr. Producer? Often, my ratings are higher than Corbett and the other two frauds who are the comedians on say it's amazing i'm on paid for cable they're on network tv freebies chuck todd on msnbc cut 10 go
1: and carlos this gets to the larger picture here and you've expressed your own version of disgust on this which is the party is allowing itself it's built on a lie so i mean it, it how, so how you do You must be you know, they're talking
0: gonna... about Russia collusion in the Democrat Party or the cover-up of the Hunter Biden laptop built on a lie. The Democrat Party is built on a lie, don't you think, Schmucky Chucky? Yes, I think so. Go ahead. Or based on a lie, and then what? How do you govern? What kind of a host is this? Low IQ, can't speak in complete sentences, clearly a party hack for the Democrat Party. What kind of a host is this? What kind of a fraud is this? I remember when Meet the Press was a good show. I was a young guy. I used to watch Joel A. Spivak. Remember that guy? And then uh, Tim, what's his name after that? Tim Russert, who was good. We knew he was a everybody, but he was good. Now you got this guy. He's even a bad partisan. Low IQ buffoon. Go ahead. Well, that's right, Chuck. The party right now is a fully owned subsidiary of the Trump organization, and that is not a, an entity. What do you Republicans think of this being spoke about, spoken about like this? That you're stupid, that you can't think for yourself, because you don't agree with these fools. Carlos Corbello. Sounds like a wine, doesn't it? A wine commercial, Mr. Producer? Carlos Carbello, Have you had your Carlos Cobello? Go ahead. Job that can lead without fear. I mean, House Republicans, especially House Republicans, I think it's different in the Senate, are constantly looking over their shoulders to see what Donald Trump is doing, where he's going, what he's going to say. And when you're motivated by fear, in this case of the former president, nobody's motivated by fear, dummy. A lot of people respect Donald Trump. A lot of people think Donald Trump is very wise. Doesn't mean they agree with him all the time. But he had a hugely successful presidency, despite jerks like you and the jerks in the media. That's what really drives you nuts. Go ahead. To lead under those circumstances. So you're going to see a lot of unity up until November. If they do take over the House, I think all these cracks
1: are going to emerge again. And we'll see what comes after that. The irony, Eugene, here is I I don't know if this matters in the campaign trail. Oh, absolutely. At, at all. There. Yeah. yeah uh,
0: Glenn now he Nor- brings in the Washington Post national political reporter who knows all things about Republicans. Guys in Washington, doesn't know anything about the Republican base, has never spoken to people in the Republican base that I can think of, but he's asked about the Republican base. Chucky, let me tell you something, pal. You don't have a sense of anything that's going on. People are fed up with this administration and your party. They took a perfectly good economy that was growing, that was building after the pandemic where so many of these Democrat governors shut down our economic system and destroyed it. And so we have massive inflation. It's only going to get worse. We're going to have shortages of fuel, in my opinion. We're going to have some brownouts and blackouts. Uh, They'll blame uh, big energy, of course. Uh, We're going to have some Food shortages now. I don't ever remember this in modern history, modern times. With empty shelves and the price through the roof, we have inflation that's going to go to stagflation because the economy is shrinking. So that means a recession with inflation, a disaster. Extremely difficult to come out of. I'm telling you, a disaster for most households. That's why the Democrats are trying to figure out who to blame for what they did. And if they make the wrong moves, it's going to be ro- worse than stagflation. It's going to be a depression. If they keep spending money the way they've been spending money, raise taxes on producers, companies, uh, they're going to create a depression. The economy will shrink further. There'll be significant joblessness. The value of the dollar will become less and less valuable, meaning prices going up and up and shortages. That's a depression. And I've been telling you now for three weeks, that, I fear, is where we're headed. That's my fear. So they ask, what about January 6th? This just shows you how out of touch this guy Chuck Todd is. I'm desperate. I want January 6th to work. I want it to work. I want it to work. I really... Hey, Chuck, how many texts and emails do you have with members of that committee? I'd love to put you under oath, baby. Pretend you're Sean Hannity. Why don't you release your texts and your emails? Let's take a look at your communications with Dizzy Lizzy and Adam Headcase and the Democrat Marxists on the committee. Schiff is a a, a serial leaker. You've got the red on there. I forget his name, but he's a red. There's many of them who are red. But this is what's going on. That's what's going to happen. But uh, over there, uh, the Washington uh, Post, a uh, national political reporter, Eugene Scott, what do you think about the Republican? Yes, I couldn't agree more with you. Uh, what do you think, Carlos Corbello? I think that guy was a rhino. Oh, yes, you're exactly right, Chuck. So completely out of touch. These clowns are completely out of touch with what the American people are experiencing. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Oh, there's J.D. Vance on TV how did that happen boy they're pushing the hell out of him the nationalist populist boy push 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 gotta get our J.D. into the senate there yeah well we constitutional conservatives have a different view win lose or draw we don't go away we're not a fad We're the heart and soul of the country, you, the constitutional conservative, you, the Tea Party. Make sure you turn out in Ohio. Josh Mandel is running. I'm not running. Ted Cruz isn't running. Donald Trump's not running. Mike Lee's not running. Josh Mandel is against J.D. Vance. Answer yourselves this question. What three things has J.D. Vance done? To promote liberty, private property rights, or any unalienable rights in the state of Ohio. Stop listening to mouthpieces. Think for yourselves. Think for yourselves. Gosh, there's so much more I want to say, but I can't say it. I'll get in trouble, Mr. Producer. You know what I mean? I mean, if J.D. Vance was running for something at my my favorite cable channel, he'd win. But he's not. He's running in Ohio. Come on, Ohio. Step up. By the time I'm back on air tomorrow night, I think the vote ends, what, at 8 p.m., Mr. Producer in Ohio? Something like that. I don't... So... uh... You know they say early vote often. The Democrats really mean vote late vote often because uh, well, they're not they're not into getting up early. But you Republicans, you can do this. There's only one constitutional conservative in that race in Ohio. See, a lot of people will say, "Mark, you're putting your neck on the line if." If Josh loses, it's on you. Folks, I've gotten involved in races. Win, lose, and draw. I want the country to survive. I want stronger voices in Washington, D.C., not J.D.'s come lately. I don't care about the endorsements. I don't care about the tweets. I don't care about who campaigned with whom. I'm telling you where I stand. You can embrace it or not. And I know a constitutional conservative when I see one. And the ranks of constitutional conservatives in the Senate, the rank is small. And if we can't send one from Ohio, we're going to have a big problem here. A big problem here. Everybody who supports J.D. Vance will get used to it. It'll be okay. Just remember, President Trump, who I adore, adore and defend and promote. He's not on the ballot tomorrow. Some guy named J.D. Vance is on the ballot. Ask yourself, why is he being pushed by all the Washington elites in the media? I want to salute all you heroes out there. God bless you in Ukraine. And I'll see you tomorrow. Good luck, Ohio. Take care.